Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and is a podcast over all of the major channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and then share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm here with Ruben de Noronha. Is that I said that right. right. Yeah. I find that de Noronha really difficult to say in, in conjunction, but um, really happy to, to have Ruben here. Ruben is a young uh, entrepreneur, uh, a speaker, has been a, a TED, TED Talk speaker, uh, currently a university student, and he's got all sorts of side hustles going that we'll get into. Um, bit of background, uh, Ruben developed, uh, developed an interest in applications, apps uh, on phones, and started doing that when he was 13 years old. Uh, and by the age of 15, had developed four apps. Uh, that then sort of progressed into a digital agency business. Um, he found he was getting asked to do uh, uh, projects for people, websites, apps, logos, and uh, banners, etc. Uh, so, and this was all still at a pretty young age, uh, 16 uh, or so, uh, which led him into a second business, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment, called TechSource, which is an independent uh, site, originally a blog site, and, and also a YouTube channel, and now just a YouTube channel uh, with independent tech reviews. Uh, right now uh, is studying full-time at the University of Westminster and also excitingly starting his own podcast which will be going live fairly soon um, and we'll talk about that as well. So welcome Ruben. Thank you. We've yeah. actually met before yeah, and yeah. Uh, of course we met before because... Of the podcast <laughs> which uh, should be coming out in the next um, few days so stay tuned for that. And what's the name of the podcast? Uh, the name of the podcast is um, the Ruben Di Nerona podcast. I couldn't think of a better name. <laughs> Okay, so I'll link that below, watch out for that, uh, and um, I'm sure there'll be some interesting, uh, interesting uh, guests that he'll have other than me, of course. <laughs> um, what led you at the age of 13 into app development, right? That, wasn't, yeah. that didn't happen at school, it was something outside school. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, um, when I was in secondary school, um, uh, I was really interested in... Um, uh, the apps on my mum's phone actually, um, and <laughs> um, because I didn't think I, yeah, I didn't think I had a, um, a, a good phone at that stage. So um, I was more interested in how they were built rather than the actual app. So um, uh, in school, I had um, when I was doing my GCSEs, um, we had to study for so many subjects, but I was really just interested in a handful of them, not. Um, uh, the other subjects didn't really interest me as much. So I began to really focus on things that um, I was passionate about and explore creating apps. Um, so uh, since I didn't know anything about programming or how to create an app, um, I just typed in on YouTube how to create an app. Um, <laughs> um, began um, looking at all these video tutorials, um, learned some of the basics um, that you needed for um, to create an Android app. Um, Used different uh, platforms, and um, I used Android Studio to build the app. Um, different programming, platforms, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, eventually I created my first app. It was it wasn't anything complex. Um, it was really simple. I was um, experimenting, having fun, um, and the first one was called um, Quick Notes. Um, if I can, yeah, Quick Notes, and it was just a simple note-taking app, and um, I didn't expect what I was doing to turn into anything big. Um, I was just really just doing it on the side for fun, um, doing things that I was passionate about. 
Um, and this was in the Android environment. Yeah. You launched on Play Store, I guess. Yeah, I launched on the Google Play Store. That, um, uh, unfortunately, the Apple developer fees is too high. Um, I, that's what I like about Google. They've really made it um, accessible to so many more people. So. Um, I, I didn't ask them to say that. Yeah. Anyway. This, is, this sounds like a pain in <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, so eventually, by the time I was 15, um, I'd created four apps, four different apps, um, all on the Google Play Store on Android. Um, and it eventually got traction from more countries than I ever expected. Um, so that kind of led me into starting um, a business when I started getting requests to build websites for people. Just before we get yeah. to the business, how many countries were you in at the, at the time? Um, the apps? Yep. Um, I think around... 14, if I remember. 14, 14 15. All English speaking, or were you doing different languages as well? I think different languages, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a surprise to me, right. Re a real surprise, because I didn't expect. Um, but but that's, what, that's what platforms like um, uh, um, the Google Play Store and all the developer tools really offer you. Um, you just never know what it's going to turn into. Um, but anyway, that turned into um, eventually a business when I started getting requests for it, um, from people to build websites because people thought I was like tech savvy and uh, well which you clearly were um, you yeah, were building apps yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so um, I my first client happened to be a really sm um, a small American based um, youtuber who created technology videos um, I built him his website <coughs> was really happy with it um, we developed a really good relationship and um, I got to really learn a lot about um, YouTube from him. Uh, so he was a full-time YouTuber at the time, or just yeah, part-time? I, I think yeah, I think he was full-time even at that stage. Um, but he didn't. Yeah, I think he was just doing it as a hobby as well. So um, what's his name? Um, his name is Ed, um, but channel is called Tech Source on YouTube. Um, Tech Source. So I'll link it below. Uh, yeah. The channel's obviously still active. It's yeah, yeah. Got two million, two million subscribers? subscribers now. Two million subscribers. Um, growing exponentially. Yeah. Um, but we, so eventually, of the years, we um, developed a really good relationship and I saw an opportunity um, to expand the TechSource brand and turn it into an online news website where people can um, go, go on it for more detailed articles um, rather than just a video. So for people that wanted a bit more, that was what it was meant for. And it wasn't really only for the TechSource audience, it was really for anyone that wanted anyone, to yeah. uh, find out more. So. Um, over the years, um, I convinced my dad to become the managing director actually um, because uh, there were a few um, issues. There, there's a lot of issues when you're trying to deal with company sales when you're under 18. Like, there's a lot of things that, um, but things are starting to change. For example, like business bank accounts. Um, I remember when I was in a meeting with, um, in a bank with this, um, uh, I think it was like one of the directors of yeah. Santander or whatever. And, um, I was just hoping he would allow me to open this business bank account. You couldn't have a business bank account. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. couldn't. So, um, so the the only way around it at that time, I think it's a bit different now. I think now a few banks do allow you yeah. um, to open a business bank account, but at the time you couldn't. So I had to get uh, um, my dad to become the director of the <laughs> business on company's house. I had to resign, um, and that was the only way it could work. So um, eventually we. Um, managed to sort all of those um, initial problems um, and we did really well. We were reaching... Just on the bank account, sorry to cut across yeah. you, I've had Ben Towers on the, 
yeah, should have been, yeah. yeah, and he he actually told the same story, right? He, yeah. His big issue is that he couldn't open a business bank account, and I think he eventually uh, convinced Metro Bank uh, yeah. to to do that. Um, but there was uh, a lot of change in exactly. regulation that was required. Yeah, yeah. So so so, so that's a di- that's a good point though. Like so, um, w- when you come across obstacles like that, those are the moments where you really have you're forced to be creative. Mm. So. I think um, those moments are, are really crucial for any entrepreneur. So um, during those moments, you, you just have to find a way to get around those things. So eventually, um, TechSource became a well-known um, overall, like including TechSource, the YouTube channel, and our website, we were reaching something like, the majority of it was from YouTube, but we were reaching something like 10 to 15 million people a month. So wow. um, the brand was growing rapidly. And this was doing independent technology reviews on things like phones or headsets or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So um, really it's technology related to like uh, phone reviews, um, uh, PC building, yeah. and like gaming PCs, that kind of stuff. Um, and it began to take off. We partnered. Um, initially we had um, a number of obstacles as you do. Um, so. Um, Initially, we were getting more traffic that we could, than we could actually handle on our website. So we had to. Uh, um, our website kept kept crashing. So um, I was still I was still young. I was still learning. So eventually, we had the chance to partner with an American uh, company who powered our website, and it was great working with them. Um, and yeah, we were doing really well. We got invited to um, CES, the Consumer Electronics uh, Show, uh, which. I couldn't attend actually because I was the Las Vegas. Uh, I think it's Vegas. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it was held in Vegas, yeah. um, and that's really a place where they talk, they sh- they showcase all the new technology that's coming out yeah. in the next few years. Um, so our team actually, um, some of our team got to go, but I didn't get to go, even though I was a co-founder because I was under eighteen and they required <laughs> you to be over eighteen to go. So I was really disappointed, but I'm, I was glad that um, other people in our team could go. And actually make use of that opportunity. So we have that in common. So I I I can't now remember the year, but when I was uh, under eighteen, yeah, a uh, long time ago now, I went to the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas with my father, mm. and I think they had the same regulation, so that was worrying for us. Yeah, and I don't know how he did it, but we managed to get in. I had a little badge. Oh wow. And, uh, and uh, at that time, the uh, the technology there was a lot of robots. I remember a lot of robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a wonderful uh, convention. If you if you ever get the chance to go, it's worth going to the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, so that's interesting. So you were yeah. back in the hotel or something, or you were you weren't even in the country? Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't get to go at all. So I was just sort of um, trying to support from London, um, and that's a great thing about technology. You can work from anywhere, but. Um, two of our team members went um, to actually report on the event and write articles on it and things of that um, nature. So, um, yeah, over the next few months, we kind of got to work on campaigns for uh, really big companies like Google. We did one for the Pixel um, phone, Pixel 2, I think it was, um, Pixel 2 or 3. Um, and uh, we got to work with... Um, Small, smaller tech um, startups um, that that were that wanted more exposure, um, and also like companies like Huawei who actually um, sponsored us for the CES. So um, we we were doing really well, and it was 
Tech Source was the business that really started to take off for me. Like, the first business kind of led into this. So um, eventually we found that the majority of our growth was coming from YouTube and um, we noticed that when you give people a choice, the vast majority of people would choose video over actually reading an article. Very much. Yeah. So. Um, we Short content. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what part of the reason why apps now like TikTok are really taking off. Yeah. Because um, it's really video based and it's for people like short. Uh, it's really short videos. So. For TikTok, um, yeah. What is it? Ten seconds or fifteen. Ten, seconds. fifteen second videos. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's taken taken off, <laughs> particularly in the younger generation, because um, nowadays people have short attention spans. Mm. So, um, uh, so eventually we decided that we would just let Edgar, who was running our um, running the YouTube channel, just continue with that. Um, and we decided to close. We, we actually had a few offers from um, companies in America. We had one for, um, in America. Their, their company was collectively across all. They had a lot of different media brands. They were reaching a billion people a month through all their channels, wow. a billion people. And um, we got quite far in conversations with them. Um, they wanted to acquire your yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, so they wanted to acquire our, um, uh, our website and our company. Um, and the offers we got back were just not good enough and I didn't want to sell. And one of the things that, um, looking back, I remember is that I never wanted to sort of um, raise investment to begin with. I always wanted to sort of to, to see how far I could organically grow yeah. and only raise investment if I really, really needed to. Yeah. Um, but we found that, and then by looking at all our... That's a good rule of thumb, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, because it's, it's always good um, to sort of... I really believe in the proof of concept part, because if you can prove something's working, and in our case it was, but we, 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 just, um, we just didn't get to the level where we needed to be. Mm -hmm. So in, in the online news media world, you, you either have to be really massive, like... Uh, like companies like The Verge, um, are owned by Vox, Vox Media, um, their reach is in hundreds of millions, and we were just hundreds of thousands. So um, we organic, we we were growing slowly organically, but it just wasn't enough to sort of keep it going, and it wasn't, mm. it didn't make sense for us financially. So we decided that we would just let Ed continue with his uh, YouTube channel um, and move on to other things. So shout out to Ed. Yeah, shout out to Ed. Um, um, which he's doing very well. Three, yeah. How many million views now? So combined um, over the years, 300 million views. 300 million I think views. it might have been, might, might be even higher at this stage. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's amazing because um, we were talking last time about how you, you mentioned that um, your son was studying business and in that course they talk about building a business but they don't actually um, encourage people to actually start it and looking back I can see that there's nothing better than just starting something mm. and people are often fearful that they don't know enough they don't have the resources or the skills but the secret is to do it anyway um, and and just learn along the way because because otherwise you'll just be you'll just be stuck yeah. I think I think the best way to to do something is just just learn as you go on. Um, make the mistakes. Make make mistakes. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you you have to you have to make mistakes. You shouldn't <clears throat> be afraid of making mistakes. Um, I think success is like a result of good judgment. Good judgment is usually a result of experience, and experience is 
um, often a result of bad judgment. So, um, so if you fail at things, as long as you learn from it and don't make the same mistake twice, I think that's... I totally agree with that. The way that you just described it, I think, is, is really worth pausing and reflecting on. So the uh, mistakes are the result... No, success is the success result. is the result of good judgment, yeah. and good judgment is the result of, of experience. Basically, experience and experience is a function of poor judgment yeah. that leads to mistakes. Exactly, and that's a learning process. I totally agree with that. I mean, learning, uh, learning is a process of um, well, sticky learning, the type that stays with you anyway. It's an experiential yeah. uh, thing, and uh, the most wonderful thing about it is are the failures, the exactly. uh, the mistakes that you make along the way, and. Uh, you know, experience is no, no more than the accumulation of mistakes that you learn from. Yeah, I don't know any successful person that hasn't failed. Yeah. Like, a lot lot of the biggest entrepreneurs have failed at yeah, some time. Totally, and frequently. frequently. I certainly yeah. speak for myself. I fail every day, quite frequently. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully learn from it. So, look, if you're uh, watching this or listening to it as a podcast, uh, perhaps um, a young person like you who's, who's studying, looking for the next big thing, wanting to get into technology, or maybe even uh, somewhat further in in their career, thinking about pivoting, uh, and interested in technology, what's your advice? Um, I mean, I think in, in the world we all have intrinsic value, but in the financial world it's really about um, how do you add more value and create results faster than anyone else. So um, you see people working at um, McDonald's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but um, people at um, McDonald's, you can teach them uh, the reason why they're um, being paid like minimum wage and things like that is because um, what they're doing you can teach someone to do in half an hour or less. So I think we get rewarded for the value we add and when you look at someone like um, uh, David Tepper, he made I think four billion or something in a year and you may not agree with that but uh, is, he, he was rewarded for adding massive, massive value. So I think the advice I would give is find, find a way. Um, a lot of people say follow your passion, and I think that's true. You have to um, follow your passion. But I would say you have to follow your passion. Um, you have to um, find your competency as well. Um, and also you have to find the market, because a lot of people are passionate about something but not competent in it. So, um, so I think you have to find something that matches those two, both something you're passionate about, but also something that you're confident in, um, and also find a market. So you have to ask yourself where you can solve a problem that is perhaps scalable in size, um, and it all comes down to finding a way to add more value than anyone else. I think. It's a it's a very interesting way of describing. Of course, as you said earlier, uh, just do it. Yeah, uh, exactly. make make the mistakes and run towards them and uh, treasure them and and and, and grow for them. Um, look, Ruben, I think you're a, a real inspiration. Uh, Thank you so much. You, know, you started very young. You're a great example of sort of uh, getting stuck and rolling the sleeves up, learning uh, by doing, and it's taken you already to some amazing places, including to the. Uh, TED yeah. Talk uh, stage. Uh, I'll link that TED Talk below. It's worth listening to. I've, I've listened to it. And um, great advice for the young and, and, and for the old. Thanks Thank very you. much for joining Thank us. Thank you, Greg.